everybody. Welcome back to the Be Love, Be Bold podcast. Today, I'm sitting with my friend Elizabeth Turner. I'm so glad she's here. She is from Belzona, Mississippi, and she went to Manchester Academy in Yazoo City. Um, She's one of the coolest people I know. She literally is the definition of bold. Like, y'all, she just lives her life for Christ so boldly. And she's just been through so many cool experiences. She did a gap year program right after high school. She's been on multiple mission trips, including... Um, some to Cuba and Africa, and I'm going to let her talk about that later, but Elizabeth, I'm so happy you're here. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> and to tell you a little bit about her, too, um, Elizabeth loves to cook and to work out, and she's very um, much into nutrition. That's actually her major, and so today I asked her to, to touch on um, just health and fitness and how her health journey ties into her spiritual journey Um, because like I talked about in the introduction you know every area of our life everything that we do is supposed to be to the glory of the Lord so Elizabeth why don't you start and talk about your testimony first and then we can get into your health journey too okay sounds good yes well hey guys I am so excited to be on here and my name is Elizabeth Turner and I'm from Belzona Mississippi And I gave my life to Christ at Canacup Camps in 2010 when I was 10. So I grew up in a Christian home and I grew up knowing all the Bible stories, but I really didn't know what it looked like to have a relationship with Christ. And when I was at Canacup, that's what they really displayed the most, just a life saturated and filled with the Lord. And so that year I gave my life to Christ and the first thing that they really encouraged me to do when I did give my life to Christ was to begin to read the Bible. And so I started in Matthew and it just went through the whole New Testament and it was the most eye-opening thing I've ever seen in my life. And God has just continued to refine me ever since then. And it's so cool because in high school, I loved going to youth group. So Elizabeth, what church did you grow up going to? Okay, so I grew up going to the First United Methodist Church in Belzona, Mississippi, um, and I loved it so much and just the tradition and all that it stood for. But as I got older and grew older, it began to grow smaller. So we lost a lot of people around my age and I began just started trying to get plugged in wherever I could. So in elementary, I even started going to the Baptist church on Wednesday nights, um, just wherever I could get God, honestly. And so then when I transferred to Manchester from Humphreys Academy, um, I began to go to their Methodist church on Sunday nights. And then I got plugged into Parkview Church of God on Wednesday nights, which is where I would say I grew the most in my faith outside of going to Canacook every summer. Um, I also attended, I went to some of the Presbyterian youth groups with my best friends and really just wherever I could hear about the Lord and wherever I could grow is where I went. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, Elizabeth. And I feel like we've talked about that in Nashville Um, we went to visit our friend Grace over the summer and Grace was actually the first episode on the podcast. So that's the Grace I'm referring to. But, um, 
you were talking about, well, it's kind of funny, but you were talking about, like, getting married one day and, like, whether yes. or not we wanted to get married in a church. And I just think that's something that you appreciate so much is God's presence in the church, no matter what church it is. You I know, really You can do. always find him there. Yes, he's everywhere. Yeah, yeah you can find him anywhere. But yes. in community in the church, is just, it's so beautiful. Um, okay, so that's kind of your story, like starting off and then, you know, getting plugged into churches. But talk about, talk about Link here a little bit and how okay. that's had an influence on your life. Because that's yes. very recent. Yes, it was. So after I graduated high school, I attended Link here at Canacup Camps. And it is a nine-month program. And it's basically designed to help you mature and grow in every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. So whether that is being a good steward of your money or being a student of scripture, their heart and mission and really goal behind everything is to help you mature and grow so that when, and be firm, honestly, Mm -hmm. to be firm in your foundation in Christ so that when you go to college, College doesn't impact you, but you impact college. Right. So, yes. Yeah, so, through this whole just th- through this whole journey of Link Year, I got to do several fun and crazy things. I got to meet people, you know, from all over the country and then some from all over the world. Yeah. And then we got to uh, travel internationally, which was super fun. And it was just honestly incredible to be able to, to be surrounded by such a strong group of Christian followers who are seeking and desiring the same thing that you are and just continuing to be pushing your faith each and every day. I really think um, it set the standard for who I was going to be when I came to Ole Miss and not getting easily influenced by the world and just really helping me have a solid and firm foundation in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so cool. Um, you became a Christian at Canica. Yes. And then Linkier is a part, isn't it connected to Canica? Yes. It's like kind of yes. their ministry, so it's like a full circle story. It really is. Like you became is. a believer through that, and then you got to grow through that too, which is it so really cool. It really is. I, I don't know what I would do without Canica. <laughs> so did you go on those mission trips? Did you go to Africa through Linkier? Or? I, okay, so I went to Uganda through Pine Lake okay. Church, which okay. is now the church that I attend in Oxford. Mm-hmm. And so they got all the campuses around. Right. Okay. That was re- that was last year, or that was this past spring break. Yes. Yeah, before yeah, everything yeah. Okay. closed down. What about the Cuba trip? That, did you? The go? Cuba trip was between my high school senior year and my freshman year, or coming into Link year. Okay. okay. Yes. Do you want to talk more about this? Yes. Okay. So Cuba was my first mission trip outside of the United States and it was incredible and we did a lot of children's ministry there and it's actually so funny because both of the mission trips that I went on because we didn't have a lot of opportunity to go on mission trips in Belzona with it being so small Mm -hmm. I went both times with people I absolutely had no idea who they were (laughs) I was just like ready to go and serve the Lord and I didn't know anyone that was going to be on the team Mm -hmm. but by the end of each trip I just became so close with each person on the team and feel like I have lifelong friendships from these yeah. teams. Um, but Uganda was absolutely incredible and probably yeah. my favorite, if I have to say, even yeah. out of my um, mission trips inside the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Uganda. My, fa- my favorite day there was we did street evangelism in the market. Oh, wow. And so that's pretty much my favorite thing to do is yeah. just to tell people about the Lord mm-hmm. and 
that's what I want to do. You know, right. I love being there to serve and help people, but it's all about the gospel and getting that transferred yes. over to them. Yeah. Yeah, so, awesome. yes, that was my favorite day. And we also did, my second favorite thing we did was prison ministry. Okay. Yeah, so that was really cool. That's so cool that you were able to do so much in that, yes. in that span of time. Yes. Um, I love what you said about, you know, not knowing anybody, but then all getting so close because you all had the same mission, same yes. purpose going in. I, I went to Madagascar. And did I tell you about Madagascar? No. Okay. That's so, literally so amazing. Yeah, well, it's the only, like, big – it was the first time I've been out of the country, actually, when I went. Um, but I went to deliver – I went with Samaritan's Purse to deliver Operation Christmas Child Chew Boxes. Oh, yes. And I, I too, didn't know any other students going on the trip. There were, like, 30 of us total. Yes. And it was the coolest thing. Like you were saying, like, by the end of it, we had bonded so much just over our love for the ministry and over the love for the gospel, you know? So it's so cool how God can work, and, and it's like you don't you don't need to really anyone else but Him, you know, going mm-hmm. into those situations. Um Okay, so let's talk now a little bit about your health journey and just how God's used that area in your life and, like, what he's taught you about, you know, yourself and about him through exercise and and, um, eating and Yes, yes. Okay, so I think the first most important thing that we need to know when coming across how to take care of our bodies is the value of our bodies. Mm -hmm. And not only the value of our bodies and where the Lord dwells now, but where He used to dwell. Mm -hmm. And so I want to start in Jeremiah 3.16 and it says, And when your land is once more filled with people, says the Lord, you will no longer wish for the good old days when you possess the ark of the Lord's covenant. You will not miss those days or even remember them and there will be no need to remember the ark. Mm. So I love this Bible verse because it just gives you uh, this picture that one day they're going to no longer need the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. But why in the world does that make sense if we don't even know what the Ark of the Covenant is? Like, what is that? And so the Ark of the Covenant basically dwelled in the temple. And in the Ark of the Covenant, it had a jar of manna from the wilderness it had the ten commandments and it had the budding staff of aaron and uh, the priest could only go in this room once a year and the ark of the covenant is also known as god's earthly throne so Mm -hmm. where his especially dense presence dwelled on earth Mm -hmm. so um, i love that here in jeremiah we're in the first temple So, eventually when Babylon comes through, the temple gets destroyed, and then the temple gets rebuilt and then (laughs) re-destroyed. So, at some point, the Ark of the Covenant went missing, but we're not really sure when, Mm -hmm. where, or how, and Mm -hmm. we also don't have the temple currently in building form, but although it would be so cool (laughs) to have the Ark of the Covenant, we don't really need it anymore, Mm -hmm. and we don't really need the temple anymore which is crazy but the reason we don't really need that anymore is because in first corinthians three sixteen it says don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of the god of god and that the spirit of god lives in you wow. yes yeah, so now it's 
like we are temple 3.0 and the especially dense presence of god now lives inside of us yeah and when you think about all that they had to do and they couldn't even be in the presence of the lord and now he literally lives and dwells inside of us that's Mm -hmm. why it's so important to take care of our bodies in every aspect of our life whether it be physically nutritionally Mm -hmm. with our sleep yeah i mean honestly i was just starting to think and just everything we put in our bodies what we allow our eyes to see what we allow our ears to hear Mm -hmm. just everything as a whole Mm -hmm. that's awesome elizabeth yeah and i think a lot of times that has such a negative connotation you know Mm -hmm. i think people look at christians and they're like Oh, they believe their body is a temple and, and but really when you think about it it's like how cool that God would even want to I dwell know. with us in that way you know I know it's so amazing so um that's 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 amazing that he's showed you that and I love those two verses and just yeah. the storyline of that and yeah it's it's awesome um <clears throat> so what else what else have you learned and you know yes and how are you daily trying to, to give that area of your life to Christ? Yes. I know one thing that you do that I really love is mm-hmm. you pray when you yes. exercise and walk. Yes. And, and that is your time just to be with God. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we try to distract ourselves in, in exercise. And we, you know, it's not bad to listen to music or it's not mm-hmm. bad to, to, you know, listen to a mm-hmm. podcast. But it's just like a lot of times I try to find any other thing to fill my time yes. in that time instead of the Lord. And, you know, yes. and, um, I just think it's so amazing that you spend that time in prayer. So what's, how, how have you benefited from that? Like, what's that been like for okay. you? Okay. Yeah. So I think the most important thing to remember first off is that our bodies are not our own. Mm-hmm. So I want to read to y'all, 1 Corinthians six nineteen, and it says, Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. So that is actually 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. <laughs> um, but I love that Bible verse because, you know, it's not always fun to work out although I do love it so much and mm-hmm. most of the time it is fun for me yeah it's not always the first thing I desire to do when I wake <laughs> up in the morning yeah. and you know sometimes it's a lot easier mm-hmm. to indulge in that piece of chocolate cake and it's not even just a piece of having it in moderation yeah but you know I want the whole cake yeah, yeah. I don't want just a piece and like honestly it would be so much more fun to just be able to eat cheese sticks I even think about and yeah. pizza like mm-hmm. all the time who wouldn't want that yeah but it's just like you can't see it that way like God has given us this body to uphold mm-hmm. and keep and he has such a divine plan for us. Yeah. And I think if I didn't take care of my body, how would I be able to be used in the way that he wants to use yeah. me? How can I go about and tell other people about Christ mm-hmm. and go on mission trips? Like if I'm not healthy myself. Right. And I think one key aspect in all of this is discipline. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we kind of overlook sometimes because it's you know it's always fun to be disciplined you have to make a decision and you have to keep your priorities straight and disciplined Mm -hmm. and um i love i love galatians 5 
um, Galatians 5, 19 through 22, um, because it just, it talks about the fruits of the Holy Spirit and self-discipline or yeah. self-control is honestly one of those. So in verse 22, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And some other versions say self-discipline. Mm-hmm. But I love that Bible verse because it just shows how important it is. But then also in First Timothy 1, 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Yeah. Yes, and so I think like discipline shows up in more areas of our life mm-hmm. than in just nutrition and yeah. the physical aspect of it. Um, and I really think that while nutrition and physical health are super important i think the most important thing in our lives is our spiritual health so we can work out and exercise and take care of ourselves we can get our good sleep Mm -hmm. but if we're not spiritually healthy Mm -hmm. we're nothing like everything flows from our relationship with God and so being in the word and growing and being in prayer is just the two ways that I really think we can do that and when you asked about like even saying my prayers while I run I won't I never want to put anything above God I never Mm -hmm. want to have any other idols in my life Mm -hmm. and so for me I personally set a standard to where I can't do any I don't like to do anything more outside of my time with God than I do in my time with God. So instead of, you know, maybe my quiet time takes me an hour, but I love to work out for, do a workout for 30 minutes and then go run for 30 minutes. I Mm want to be saying my prayers while I run and just continuing to have the Lord on the forefront of my thoughts and mind. And that's why I love doing that. Even just worshiping with music while I run mm-hmm. and work out. Honestly, just everything we are made for is to glorify God. Yeah. So if we're not doing that, then we're not living out our purpose. Yeah, that's amazing, Elizabeth. And so what helps you most when, you know, you struggle and you wake up and you're like, oh my goodness, I've got to exercise. Or like, do you find it best to have an accountability partner or do you find it best to just pray that God gives you strength what what helps you the most okay so I do have uh accountability mm-hmm. in my life and I think that's so important in every aspect of your life is to have yeah. accountability and I actually have two people that I would call my <laughs> accountability partners when it comes to health and nutrition yeah. that's actually Grace Gilbert that Grace. spoke yes <laughs> shout out to Grace yes she spoke on the first podcast and then Grace offered I honestly kind of think it's funny that God has put two Graces yeah. in my life <gasps> as best friends Whoa. yes Whoa, and it's Whoa. like God must have really known that I needed grace. (laughs) Like, grace is something that you get that you don't deserve. And I literally feel like I don't deserve either of Uh those in my life. Wow, Elizabeth. They're so amazing. They're going to love to hear that. (laughs) I hope they listen. (laughs) Me too. Um, But, yeah, and so I just love having them Mm -hmm. on my team. And, honestly, my morning routine is a big part of my daily discipline Mm -hmm. and in my morning routine I start off 
by exercising. And the reason I do that first is because it's 30 minutes and I know when I get done with it, I'm done. But not only am I done, when I'm done, I get to go take a shower, (laughs) which I absolutely love. And I could literally stay in the shower for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And but then after my shower, I know I get to have my time with the Lord in the right. morning, and that's what fills me up the yeah. most to go about my day, uh-huh. and just to be able to pray and sit in His presence. I kind of have that motivation, honestly. Yeah. That if I get this done, then I get this done. But mm-hmm. if I don't go on and start working out, and I keep making excuses for myself mm-hmm. and keep telling myself I don't want to do it, I'm gonna lose time in my devotion. Right. Because I may have to go to school or something. Yeah. So, I immediately just say no. Like, what's the most important thing? And I think another one of my daily disciplines that I do is I go to bed early Mm -hmm. at night, which I know a lot of people know about. (laughs) And I know it's kind of funny with me being in college. But it really helps me be able like to wake up in the morning so it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily about me going to bed because I want to go to bed and because I'm tired Mm -hmm. it's more like I have things in the morning to do and it's like I have I have a motivation right and things that I look forward to doing in the morning that I have to do because I have to be filled before I can go and fill other people or even Mm -hmm. overflow you know I want to be you know it says in Psalm 23 let your cup runneth over, or yeah. may my cup runneth over. I was over. listening to that this morning. Yes. I love that song. I literally love it so much. And I want to be a cup that is so filled up with the Lord mm-hmm. that I'm overflowing. And I don't need anyone to pour into me. I don't need to be taking from other people to fill me up and satisfy me. I'm completely satisfied by the Lord. Yes. So while I think a lot of people see me going to bed early as just a thing I like to do and kind of crazy uh-huh. it actually sets me up for in the morning to be able to do what God has called me to do right and to be recharged and just yes. ready to serve him and yes. yeah that's amazing and Elizabeth I loved when you talked about just the importance of the spiritual health over the physical not to undermine the physical at all but it's just like that is you having that time in the word and like I don't know, just being refueled by the Spirit. Like, the Spirit, you were saying in that verse where the, with the fruits of the Spirit, He gives us the self-discipline. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, how can we have it if we're not in the Word? So, right. Right, that's amazing. Yes. Um, okay, this is a little fun thing that I wanted to ask you to end. But what are some of your favorite recipes or what are some meals you would suggest for students? Um Elizabeth cooks a lot too, so. Yes. And bakes a lot. Yes. Yeah. So I love to cook, and a lot of my meals are honestly pretty simple, but very tasteful and flavorful. Mm-hmm. And I love to cook simple meals, but healthy. So some of my favorite things to have are chicken with a side of Brussels sprouts mm-hmm. or honestly a side of sweet potatoes <laughs> sweet potatoes I love sweet potatoes yes they are one of my favorite things in the world to eat and mm-hmm. honestly this is actually kind of a fun quick little recipe that you can do so mm-hmm. my dad's a sweet potato farmer and we eat sweet potatoes a lot and pretty much in every 
way that you could possibly think <laughs> of how to eat a sweet potato. But my ultimately favorite way to make them is to cube them. And then you put them in a bag mm-hmm. and you do olive oil, salt, and pepper. Now, this is going to sound crazy, <laughs> but a little chili powder. Okay. And then if you want to be healthier, honey. But if you're going for like dirt candy, yeah. like a super sweet treat, yeah. <laughs> you can put some brown sugar in there. Mm-hmm. And then you pretty much just shake up the bag and then roast them on 425 or 450 for about 20, 25 minutes. Or until they're soft. But that is one of my favorite ways. And then another favorite way of mine is I used to get a lot of sweet potato french fries. They were already Mm -hmm. frozen. And, yes, they're not the healthiest for you. But Mm -hmm. I always justified it because I was like, oh, they're better than regular french fries. Yes, but they're still fried. Mm -hmm. You know, and and they still have the batter in them. And so I learned this summer how to make some really good sweet potato french fries and you basically slice them into or the correct term julianne Mm -hmm. them into uh, um sweet potato french fries into the shape Mm -hmm. and then um, you uh do spray olive oil i like to get the spray in the can because Mm -hmm. it helps save you a lot of calories like when you're drizzling on you end up drizzling way more than you need to and then i do rosemary salt and pepper roast on 450 for like 12 to 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and it's honestly incredible so that's kind of your savory side Uh versus your sweet side of the sweet potatoes it's so good i'll have to make them for you sometime thank you so much for being here i just wanted to have you on so badly and i appreciate your willingness to come and share your, your story and just the way God's worked in your life and y'all I'm telling you I could have Elizabeth back like four more times or more just to to share everything but um this was such a great this was great so topic fun. and so fun yeah. so thank you so much